Ben Franklin said, only a virtuous people are capable of freedom. As nations become corrupt and vicious, they have more need of masters. Oh, and the president just tweeted, get vaccinated or wear a mask until you do. If I were the devil, if I were the prince of darkness, I'd want to engulf the whole world in darkness. And I'd have a third of its real estate and four-fifths of its population, but I wouldn't be happy until I had seized the ripest apple on the tree. V. So I'd set about, however necessary, to take over the United States. I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers. With the wisdom of a serpent, I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve. Do as you please. To the young, I would whisper that the Bible is a myth. I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. I would confide that what's bad is good and what's good is square. And the old I would teach to pray after me, our Father, which art in Washington. And then I'd get organized. I'd educate authors in how to make lurid literature exciting so that anything else would appear dull and uninteresting. I'd threaten TV with dirtier movies and vice versa. I'd peddle narcotics to whom I could. I'd sell alcohol to ladies and gentlemen of distinction. I'd tranquilize the rest with pills. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war with themselves, churches at war with themselves, and nations at war with themselves until each in its turn was consumed. And with promises of higher ratings, I'd have mesmerizing media fanning the flames. If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects, but neglect to discipline emotions, just let those run wild. Until before you knew it, you'd have to have drug-sniffing dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Within a decade, I'd have prisons overflowing. I'd have judges promoting pornography. Soon I could evict God from the courthouse, then from the schoolhouse, and then from the houses of Congress. And in his own churches, I would substitute psychology for religion and deify science. I would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls and church money. If I were the devil, I'd make the symbol of Easter an egg and the symbol of Christmas a bottle. If I were the devil, I'd take from those who have and give to those who wanted until I had killed the incentive of the ambitious. And what'll you bet? I couldn't get whole states to promote gambling as the way to get rich. I would caution against extremes in hard work, in patriotism, in moral conduct. I would convince the young that marriage is old-fashioned, that swinging is more fun, that what you see on TV is the way to be. And thus I could undress you in public and I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, I'd just keep right on doing what he's doing. So in this episode, we're going to walk through this Paul Harvey speech, basically to see if Paul Harvey was right. And then we'll end it with our thoughts and a prayer from Paul Harvey. So we're going to try to keep this episode short, so we're not going to belabor each point. Most of them are pretty self-evident, but we will try to give our thoughts on them and then maybe say a little bit more towards the end if there's time. So let's just dive into these slides, baby. And if you want to do the first one. Okay. If I were the devil, if I were the prince of darkness, I'd want to engulf the whole world in darkness. 
and I'd have a third of its real estate and four-fifths of its population. But I wouldn't be happy until I'd seized the ripest apple on the tree, the. So I'd set about however necessary to take over the United States. I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers. Yep, and then he says, I'd begin with a camp, or he would say, I'd begin with a campaign of whispers. With the wisdom of a serpent, I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve, do as you please. Yeah, I think he's spot on there, right? We've talked about this in previous episodes, divorce, debt, sex before marriage, smoking, drinking, Mm -hmm. any number of topics. American Christianity looks just exactly the same as the rest of the unsaved world. So I think he's spot on there. Engulfing it in darkness means you look like heathens. You don't look light. You know, we just talked about modesty in our previous episode. Um, can't really tell a Christian from a non-Christian, can you? And then he goes on to say, to the young, I would whisper that the Bible is a myth. I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. Mm-hmm. And the numbers bear out that most, even Christians in this country, don't believe in a biblical account of creation. Right. Um, they believe in either full-on evolution or some form of God using evolution to create man. So I think uh, mm-hmm. Paul Harvey was spot on there in 1965. Yeah. And next one, he says, I would confide that what's bad is good and what's good is square. So it's not even so much like good is evil. It's like it's something to, to mock, make fun of what's good and holy. Yeah, I mean, we just talked about our episode on modesty this last episode. And yeah, like it's not even like you're bad. It's just more like, uh, well, you know, if you had something to show, you'd show it kind of a thing. Like if you dress yeah. modestly, it's probably because, you know, whatever, you don't have anything worth seeing anyways. And um, mm-hmm. you're kind of a loser. It's like, be proud what you got. Show it off. <laughs> yeah, you worked hard for it. Show it to everybody. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he says next. And the old I would teach to pray after me, our father, which art in Washington. And I mean, mm. I don't know if there's anything more um, easily understood from this. Uh, it's not a prophecy, but I would say it's pretty prophetic in what he said. I mean, our citizenry, especially the older folks, are captivated by the news. You know, yeah. They wake up to it, go to sleep to it, fight and fret over it, lose friends over it, make mm. friends over it. You know, they think that somehow our Christian identity is wrapped up in who's in the White House. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's in just the people, the church, the White House. They're they don't represent the church. Yeah. I mean, our principles are they shouldn't. You know, but so many people, yeah, they you know, we go to Washington when we need help, when we need support, when we're hungry or hurting, when we're scared, like Washington, Washington, Washington. So yeah, um, definitely think he was spot on there. And then the next one says, and then I'd get organized. I'd educate authors and how to make lurid literature exciting so that anything else would appear dull and uninteresting. So nobody reads anything nowadays unless it's 50 shades of gray. Then all the Christians jump on that. But you ask them to go read Pilgrim's Progress and they're like, what's that? <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, most people don't read anyways anymore. Um, so I would equate this to probably 
like Netflix and the stuff that we watch now, because we don't really read, we watch. And everything on Netflix is basically rated MA. And the stuff that used to be rated R when we were kids is all like rated PG-13 now. Yeah. You know, and I looked up on a list a list online and it was like the top 10 Netflix original movies all were rated MA with like sexual content, nudity, if not just like graphic yeah. sex scenes. That and right stuff. there and tells you we are not a Christian nation. If we were, that wouldn't be so. <laughs> we are not. Um, he goes on to say, I'd threaten TV with dirtier movies and vice versa. And I don't think it's a threat, really. This right. is all people want anymore, right? It's not a threat. So they give, they're just giving us what we're asking for because that's where the money is. Yeah, I mean, our actors and actresses mostly actresses but i mean they're basically porn stars nowadays like you know so yeah it's not really a threat and he says i'd peddle narcotics to whom i could i'd sell alcohol to ladies and gentlemen of distinction i tranquilize the rest with pills yep everybody it's like all over in the church it's you drink i mean i grew up we go to church and then the family would go to the local bar or it would be the same weekend. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, we've looked at drinking statistics for Christians. The majority, vast, vast majority of Christians have no issue with drinking. Um, and, you know, we know that there's a huge opioid epidemic sweeping across this nation, like doctors and pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical companies can't push opioids fast enough for us to take them. So uh, I would definitely say he was spot on there as well. He says, if I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war with themselves, churches at war with themselves and nations at war with themselves until each in its turn was consumed. And, you know, nations at war with themselves. We're in the midst of a 20 year war, the longest mm -hmm. war in American history. And we've essentially been at war since we were founded um, with a few short respites yeah. in between um churches and families at war with themselves i mean go and tell somebody you're a trump supporter or a biden supporter in your family and see how well that goes tell yeah, them you're family anti-vax family's divided on everything except jesus christ because we don't want to bring up jesus because that you know we don't want to be looked upon as judgmental you know repent and believe the gospel but we'll divide over the lesser issues which are still issues and important matters but because jesus did say you know if you don't you know mother or daughter would be against each other in the last days and all that but it would be over him not over we don't have time other. to talk about jesus we got to talk about stimulus check so <laughs> um or pro-vax i don't know and with promises of higher ratings, I'd have mesmerizing media fanning the flames. Yeah, and I mean, I would tie the media along with social media here. These might be the two. True, true. I mean, maybe yeah. not the most destructive forces in our country, but they've got to be high on that list of just destroying this nation day by day. I mean, completely turning neighbor against neighbor. Um, it's the media mm -hmm. and social media's fault. They are... 100% driving wedges in between people and they're doing it purposefully. I mean, this whole yes. racism argument is completely made up if by the If people just turned media. off their TVs, 
that would fix a lot of that would that would just that would give you the world peace that everybody's hoping for but you can't have peace outside of christ but you know what no. i mean world you peace shut your tv, turn your TV off, off turn facebook and twitter off and just went outside mm-hmm. and shook your neighbor's hand you'd actually realize the world's not that bad of a place right. but the media is god awful they are amongst the worst things in this country right now i would have to say mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. He goes on to say, if I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects, but neglect to, di- to discipline emotions. Just let those run wild until before you knew it, you'd have to have drug sniffing dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Mm. I think he's spot on here, right? The whole safe space notion, like microaggressions, snowflakes, like all of that was birthed out of universities. Like they can't even handle their emotions, can't handle anybody disagree Do you want with these people being your doctor and i don't like they i don't care what kind of grade now. you got like you're i don't know yeah i mean wrong. we pump them full of all this supposed knowledge and information but don't teach them any way to handle it or how to use it effectively yeah um, just be a complete slave to your emotions so and the next one he says within a decade i'd have prisons overflowing yeah, yeah. Um, we're are. a little bit further away than a decade from when he said this, but yeah, our prisons are bursting at the seams. Like we can't shove people in a cell fast enough in this country. Yeah, and, and the problem being, you can't discipline kids in school anymore. So, well, they'll end up criminals, and now our tax dollars are paying paying for that now with all these prisoners. Yeah, we need serious prison reform in this country. Um, He goes on, he says, I'd have judges promoting pornography. Soon I could evict God from the courthouse, then the schoolhouse, and then from the houses of Congress. You know, we're already seeing in this country where the Ten Commandments and stuff like that are having to be pulled down from courthouses and schoolhouses. They're renaming schools. Um, You know, you can't have the Ten Commandments in your court, which is insane because we're a Judeo-Christian nation whose laws are mostly based on a judeo-christian ethic and to think that we can't even have like an original source which is the ten commandments be you like we have nothing to completely stand getting on got, yeah like well we just made these you have laws no up out of thin air foundation you're gonna fall and then i don't know about the promoting pornography uh pornography is as much a part of our life in this country as anything i mean we're looking at porn just going to the mall. Like, if you have any any department store, it's just walking to Walmart, whatever. It's porn. It's women in their bra and underwear. But it's acceptable because it's advertising for their product. Yeah, and that's the most tame thing they're going to see. And then, yeah. you know, I don't know about the, you know, as far as the judges promoting porn, but we have at least four different justices that support pro-life or pro-choice positions which pro-abortion which i would say is worse than pornography so um, definitely he's doing a good job of subverting our courthouses and our judicial system and in his own churches i would substitute psychology for religion and deify science yep yeah he's doing well there with the whole self-help you know health and wealth prosperity gospel stuff which is essentially just psychology right like it's very new age and it isn't new it's very 
No, it's more, it's I guess, been probably a while. retread, but it's this yeah. whole idea of like, you know, you're good enough, you're strong enough, you're smart enough, and your breakthrough's right around the corner. Just press on and, you know, God's going to bless you and go like you find your destiny and, and all this. And that's just not Christian doctrine. Like, Mm-mm. you know, God isn't sitting in heaven just waiting to lavish every Christian with untold like, and unspeakable riches. Say that mantra riches. one more time and then the blessings will come. Yeah, like the Bible is pretty clear that like this Christian walk is not going to be the easiest thing. <laughs> that How is that you a testing do. of faith if you get everything that they are promising you? Yeah, so I mean that's that whole like psychology for re- yeah. religion, but then also talks about deifying science and psychology is science. So in that respect, you know, we kind of put that in the same boat. But then yeah. also, we just did a episode on the Christianity Today article talking about how this you know, vaccine is a gift from God. And we have pastors praying for vaccines. And that's just the most recent example. But like, you know, we talked about the kids in school and even most Christians that don't believe in biblical accounts of creation anymore. And they lift up this scientific, you know, Charles Darwin is somehow, you know, more right than Moses. Science isn't even just like whatever you create is a gift from God. Like you can use God's gift in the science category for wrong. It's not God's gift because it's something man created. Yeah. So I definitely think Paul Harvey was spot on there. Um, He goes on, he says, I would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls and church money. If I were the devil, I'd make the symbol of Easter an egg and the symbol of Christmas a bottle. Obviously, the Catholic Church is still reeling from their um, scandals with abusing young children. And I'm sure they're not the only church, and it's probably still going on. So mm-hmm. nothing new there. And as far as the holidays, most people probably don't even realize or at least give any deference to Jesus when it comes to those holidays. So right. definitely spot on there. And he says, if I were the devil, I'd take from those who have and give to those who want until I killed the incentive of the ambitious. Yeah, mm-hmm. socialism and communism right that. there. Our country is leaning hard into that, right? All these unemployment checks, stimulus well, checks. That's the whole thing we read before. Our father who art in Washington type of thing. Yeah. That's their um, provider. That's their, their God. He provides for them Yeah. so they can be lazy. And what's so shameful is all of their support from Washington comes from actual people that work hard and pay taxes. Like that money doesn't just come out of thin air either. Then he says, and what do you bet I could get whole states promoting gambling as the way to get rich? And, you know, the lottery has been around for a lot of years. And I think it's pretty present in most states. And, you know, they kind of dub that as the poor person tax, you know, hoping to get rich quick. And they've just recently legalized sports gambling in most or quite a few states. And it's going to be nationwide here before too long. So, Spot on there, Paul Harvey. We're going to be a gambling mm. nation. I would caution against extremes and hard work in patriotism in moral conduct. Yeah, mm. we do this. I have an article right here. He talks about 72 different types of Americans that are under like FBI um, kind of watch as extremists. And it talks about people who, who talk about individual liberties they advocate for states' rights if they want to make the world a better place. 
if they're interested in defeating communists. All these kinds of people are That's considered true. extremists. But we're going to have to be considered extremists to turn this country around. They don't want to turn Label it around. Label me an extremist then. So That's what it takes. He says, I would convince the young that marriage is old-fashioned, that swinging is more fun, mm. that what you see on the TV is the way to be. And again, we did an episode about this recently as well. Like Christians, you know, over half of Christians have no problem with premarital sex, sex outside of marriage. Um, mm. We see that people are getting married later in life. They're having children later in life. And it's not even uncommon to hear people talk about kids now like they're a burden. Like it's something that prevents you from working, which is what right. you should do. Like having kids isn't like a side hobby and then you just pursue what you really want to do. Your kids are your main thing. You want to read this last line? This last part, he says, in other words, if I were the devil, I'd just keep right on doing what he's doing. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? He's got a good plan in place and it's working, right? So as we get ready to wrap this thing up, baby, do you have any last words on this topic? I was just going to talk about how, just from the beginning, Satan tempted Eve to eat the forbidden fruit. She justified it and said, it looks good and, well, it's pleasing to the eyes and it's good for food. So no doubt it probably nourished her body. It was food. So there's your excuse there. You see the good and ignore the command of God. And that's, that's what's happened. We justify it because it's, it's good in some ways in our head we think it's good because we wouldn't go after something that looked like it was going to bring immediate death and destruction no it's always a slow sneaky process nothing new that he's doing it's the same thing it worked from the beginning he's gonna keep going with that same strategy yeah and i just wanted to kind of end on like so why go through this right and i think why you go through this is because it's important and i don't think that we can in any truthful way call this a Christian nation anymore. That's kind of mm -hmm. why we started this show. You know, we were founded as a Christian nation for a lot of years. You know, we were a Christian nation, um, but I don't believe that's the case anymore. You know, we've looked at a lot of numbers in this show in different episodes, and we'll continue to look at them as we go forward. And the numbers just don't bear out that this is a legitimate Christian nation. We have a lot of people in this nation that say they're Christians. Maybe the number of Christians is higher yeah, but actions speak but, louder than words, yeah. and our actions just don't bear out that this right. is a Christian nation. So the thing that is so discouraging, and simultaneously it's encouraging, is that Satan didn't win this nation in like a traditional sense. You know, he didn't like beat God and win this nation, because Satan can't beat God, right? So he won this nation because we gave it to him. Mm -hmm. So that's discouraging, but it's encouraging because we can take it back, right? Like, Yep. We traded in the blessings of God for the lust of this world and sort of the pleasures of the flesh, if you will. Um, and the Bible teaches us what's bad about this is like, and we just learned about this in church again, you know, this law of sowing and reaping. And you hear about it all, all throughout the Bible over and over. Um, and I think in America, you're seeing this law in action. You know, we sowed sin and depravity in this country for decades. And the, the bad thing is, is we can't avoid reaping this harvest. It's a law, right? God would have to go against this law of sowing and reaping. 
we're going to reap this harvest. But the sooner we turn back to God, mm-hmm. like we can limit the fallout from this sinful reaping that's coming. Um, there's a great quote from C.S. Lewis, and I'm sort of paraphrasing, and I think it's from Mere Christianity. If I'm wrong or my quote is wrong, please let me know in the comments the actual quote in the actual book. <laughs> So this is a pretty loose paraphrase, but he goes on to say, basically, on the road to progress, if you come to a fork in the road and you go a certain direction, if down that fork you choose, it becomes apparent you chose the wrong path or the wrong fork, the most progressive person is the one that turns back first. So America needs to turn back. Like To continue down the wrong path is not progress. You're just taking yourself further away from progress. So America is going down the wrong road and we need to turn back. And if we do, like Satan will lose. Mm -hmm. That's the way it works because God will win. He always wins. And conversely, if God wins, we win. Our nation wins. So Mm -hmm. uh, we can right this nation and we can go back to the place where we are the light to the rest of the world. Um, But, you know, it's up to us, right? Like, all throughout the Old Testament, God tells his prophets, you know, and tell the people to turn back, turn back to me, come back. And he's waiting for us. Yeah. We just have to actually come to the realization that we need him and we can turn back and he can rescue us. So it's the same thing. Sometimes we just got to fully reap what we've sown in order to wake up. And I think we're going to. We are seeing it now. God have mercy on us. So as we end here, I just wanted to read this prayer that Paul Harvey had um, because it fits basically right in line with this, this speech that he gave. And he says, Heavenly Father, we come before you today to ask your forgiveness and to seek your direction and guidance. We know your word says, woe to those who call evil good, but that is exactly what we have done. We have lost our spiritual equilibrium and reversed our values. We have exploited the poor and called it the lottery. We have rewarded laziness and called it welfare. We have killed our unborn and called it choice. We have shot abortionists and called it justifiable. We have neglected to discipline our children and called it building self-esteem. We have abused power and called it politics. We have coveted our neighbor's possessions and called it ambition. We have polluted the air with profanity and pornography and call it freedom of expression. We have ridiculed the time-honored values of our forefathers and called it enlightenment. Search us, O God, and know in our hearts today. Cleanse us from every sin and set us free. Amen. That's all we got for you guys today. We love you. God bless.